This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, April 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Talley. Here's today's headlines. Canada plots next move on U.S. tariffs, murky roundup assessment, and funding push for urban ag. Canada eyes new U.S. targets in trade dispute. Canada's getting ready to ratchet up its trade dispute with President Donald Trump if the U.S. doesn't end the tariffs placed on Canadian steel and aluminum. Canadian Ambassador David McNaughton says his country is planning to slap retaliatory tariffs on a new list of U.S. exports next week if the tariffs are still in place. Like the current Canadian tariffs, the new list will include many farm products along with steel-containing American products, he told members of the North American Agricultural Journalist. He said we'll be refreshing that list shortly. McNaughton said, though, that will be more out of sorrow than of anger. This is not to escalate anything. It's just to maintain the dollar-for-dollar response for Trump's tariffs, he said. Now, keep in mind, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer says the administration is seeking to replace the tariffs with some limits on steel and aluminum trade. Assessment provides no clarity on Roundup. A long-awaited report on glyphosate comes to an ambiguous conclusion about the main ingredient of the world's most popular herbicide. It might be carcinogenic, but then again, might not. Much of the toxicological profile released by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry consists of summaries of studies conducted on all aspects of glyphosate exposure, including from eating and applying, as well as recommendations for further research. But when it comes to glyphosate's role, if any, in causing cancer, the ATSDR says most studies found no association between exposure to glyphosate-based products and risk of cancer. However, a possible association between exposure to glyphosate and risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma could not be ruled out based on conflicting results. That's not what EPA has concluded, which was that glyphosate is not likely to cause cancer in humans, or what the International Agency for Research on Cancer claims that glyphosate probably causes cancer in humans. The tox profile comes out of the middle of a trial in California that features plaintiffs alleging exposure to Roundup significantly contributed to their non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Watch this week's AgriPulse newsletter for further analysis of the glyphosate assessment. Northy suggests disaster aid for stored grain. Another massive winter storm is about to bear down on the Midwest, even as Congress and policymakers continue wrestling with how they help producers recover from March's bomb cyclone. Bill Northey, USDA's Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation, told the National Association of American Journalists Monday that the flooding last month blindsided a lot of Iowa and Nebraska farmers. Northey noted that USDA has no programs to compensate producers for grain and soybeans that were damaged while in storage on flooded farms. Northey said, right now, the cleanest thing is for Congress to add provisions to a disaster aid bill that stalled in the Senate. Farmers in that region are all still paying off 2011 losses in some cases from flooding in that year. Peterson ratches up fundraising. House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson has given no indication that he will or won't run for re-election in 2018. He has talked a lot about training up leaders on the committee to replace him, 
but he's fundraising this year like he plans to make another race. Peterson of Minnesota raised over $281,000 in the first quarter of this year and now has over $741,000 on hand, that according to data compiled by ProPublica. By comparison, Peterson raised just over 173000 during the similar quarter of the last election cycle and had about $707,000 on hand at this point two years ago. Swine fever spreading quickly in Vietnam. The virulent African swine fever was only first reported about a month ago in Vietnam, and it's already spread to swine in nearly half the country. That according to a new analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The disease quickly gained the attention of top government officials. Vietnam's prime minister is demanding strong new measures to try to halt the spread of the virus. But Foreign Agriculture Service analysts are warning it may be too late to stop the progression. Prime Minister Fook has called for drastic measures from the whole political system to fight against ASF nationwide and stressed that combating ASF was equal to fighting against enemies, that according to FAS. The spread of the disease through Europe and now Asia has the USDA preparing for the worst in the U.S., a lack of preparation was likely what allowed the disease to spread so quickly in Vietnam, according to the FAS. House OK's Colorado River Drought Plan. A plan that was years in the making to manage water use from the Colorado River passed the House by voice vote last night. The goal of the drought contingency plan is to replenish Lakes Powell and Mead, the giant reservoirs that have been severely depleted as a 16-year drought has deepened throughout the Colorado River Basin. House Natural Resources Chairman Raul Grijalva of Arizona said the federal implementation of the plan was essential for protecting the water supply for millions of people in the American Southwest. The plan finally came together when an urban water district in California overruled the objection of the Imperial Irrigation District, the river's largest water user. Food Waste Fight, USDA advises on date labeling. To reduce food waste, meat processors are being encouraged to start using the phrase best if used by on date labels. USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service says that phrasing it is easily understood by consumers as an indicator of quality rather than safety. By the way, today, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue, EPA Administrator Wheeler, and FDA's Deputy Commissioner for Foods, Frank Yannis, are hosting a meeting at EPA to discuss the food waste issue. Coalition pushes Congress to fund urban ag. The National Association of State Departments of Agriculture and 80 other organizations are appealing to the congressional appropriators to fund initiatives in the 2018 Farm Bill to promote urban agriculture. A letter from the groups asked lawmakers to provide $25 million for a new Office of Urban Agriculture at USDA and $14 million for a national survey. The office was authorized for the 2018 Farm Bill, with Senators Debbie Stabenow being a major force. Urban agriculture is growing in Michigan as well as other U.S. cities. The office will manage grants and develop policies to help producers grow urban farms and related enterprises. The survey would be carried out as a follow-on to the 2017 Agriculture Census, which is being released on Thursday. Here's today's He Said It. This by no means is a long-term solution. 
We all recognize more must be done, but this legislation is an important step, and it be advanced without delay. That Representative Greg Stanton of Arizona on the Colorado River Drought Contingency Plan. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, April 9th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.